Hey, it's Dave from Florida Beer Blog and Florida Beer Podcast. And if you were like me, trying to figure out a way to start podcasting, Anchor is the app for you. I use it for this podcast and it's ridiculously easy to use. It's 100% free and they'll even match you with sponsors so you can get paid to podcast right away. You can do interviews from anywhere in the world. You can import your own audio. You can record directly in the app. All you need is your phone or a tablet or computer to get started. Just go to anchor.fm forward slash start and get started as early as today. Thank you for listening. And welcome to The Sparge. Coming to you from the Florida Beer Podcast and FloridaBeerBlog.com. This is Dave, your author and host. And the reason behind this is I have had a number of readers that want to read the blog posts, but don't necessarily have the time and would like to have me go over that on a podcast, but don't necessarily want to have me taking up podcast time with reading blog posts that other people have read. So what we're going to do is we're going to do this probably bi-weekly and have blog posts from the past couple weeks that I will go over. So if you are an avid reader of FloridaBeerBlog.com, thank you very much. If you are not, obviously it's available always at FloridaBeerBlog.com or I will release the sparge every couple weeks or so so we can go over some of the blog posts that have been written and released. Now, as for what a sparge is, if you are not familiar, I actually reached out to Joel Codner, the award-winning head brewer at West Palm Brewery and Wine Vault, and he's actually on episode six of the Florida Beer Podcast, which I recommend you check out if you have not already. And so he pointed me to a definition of sparging, being showering water over your grain bed to meet boil volume and continue extracting sugars during water to the kettle. What does that mean? Basically, once the mash boil is done and you've transferred all that, all that beautiful liquid into the kettle for continued cooking, brewers will spray extra water over the grain bed in an effort to get all those beautiful sugars out of the mash. And that's exactly what we're doing right now is we are getting a little bit extra out of those blog posts so more people have a chance to join us in celebrating Florida Craft Beer. On this episode of The Sparge, we're going to be taking a look at a beer from Ancient City Brewing that we got at San Sebastian Winery both of which are in St. Augustine, Florida. We're going to be taking a look at a Seventh Sun beer that we got at Mendez Fuel in Miami. Seventh Sun, of course, being out of Tampa and Dunedin. Uh, Delray Beach's Saltwater Brewery. They're doing an exclusive beer for Lucky's Markets in South Florida. Uh, St. Somewhere did a collaboration beer with 24 different breweries in the U.S. That is an interesting beer, and I'm not totally sure how I'm going to describe the name on a podcast. It's easy to censor it when you're writing it. You'll find out more pretty soon. 
And then Due South released the second of their collaborations with the KVJ Show on 97.9 WRMF, and we'll be going over that one as well. But first, let's take a look at our review of Christmas Abbey by Ancient City Brewing at San Sebastian Winery. This may sound strange as a beer blogger, but there is a special place in my heart for the cellar at San Sebastian Winery in St. Augustine. The cellar, which sits on the roof of the building, is sort of a saloon owned by the winery. Can't really say that it's a restaurant as the foods they serve are more of the finger food appetizers genre, but it's a nice break from what is probably a busy day of sightseeing for most people. In addition to the good food, they have a wide variety of wine and wine-based cocktails. They also tend to have a pretty solid range of local craft beers. And it was after trying and writing about one of those beers that the blog started to get the attention of brewers in the state. But that was a long time ago. I still enjoy going to the cellar, which is on the roof, and always get excited to see what they have in rotation. This year, since it was the holidays, one of the beers they had on tap was an interesting holiday offering from St. Augustine's own Ancient City Brewing, Christmas Abbey, which is a Belgian double, 7% ABV, and 15 IBU. This, as I found out later on, was actually a collaboration with Old Coast Ales as part of the 2018-2019 Nights of Pints, an event that all of St. Augustine's breweries hold during the holiday season to coincide with the city's Festival of Lights. As a double, it's nicely straight down the aisle. It has a great toasted caramel sweetness, with only a light touch of Belgian funk in the aroma. For a 7% beer, there's a medium amount of chewiness that is neither heavy nor watery. It tended to be, for a Belgian, a bit lighter in body than many others I've had, and that's good, because the cellar, which is on the roof, tends to be bright and sunny and warm even on some of the coldest days. There seemed to be a faint touch of holiday spice to the beer as well, bringing in a nice bit of warmth to the finished product. If this history of collaborations for the holiday season keeps up, it would be great for North Florida beer drinkers and those of us that like to travel for beer as well. We will have to wait and see what happens for this year's Nights of Pints, but if this collaboration is any indication, it will be quite tasty. And hopefully I will be able to get it once again at the San Sebastian Winery at the cellar, which is on the roof. Gas stations are becoming wondrous places. I remember in the old days when the best you could get from a gas station was some dirty hole in the wall off to the side of the road that you never really wanted to go in, but sometimes it was the only choice. Maybe if you were lucky, you found a somewhat nicer 7-Eleven, but that wasn't quite the destination that some of these new mega stations are becoming. Cumberland Farms seems to have upped its game, and now we have Wawa in Florida. Unfortunately, we don't have Sheets, their vastly superior Western Pennsylvania counterpart. If you're in Miami, however, and you're looking for something fun that has a mom-and-pop feel, Mendez Fuel is the place to go. It's interesting that they are a mobile station and have an amazing selection of craft beers in both bottles and crowlers. I've never seen a gas station with a crowler line, and the beers that they manage to get are nothing short of fantastic. Honestly, Somebody on their purchasing team does a very good job of getting these set up because they always have fantastic local 
and hard-to-find national beers. A lot of the time, they get something that I didn't even realize was in distribution in South Florida. Take, for example, Seventh Son. I know they have a brand new Tampa facility to complement their tiny but mighty original room in Dunedin. With expansion comes increased output, but I had no idea that we were going to be seeing that output in South Florida anytime soon. What they had on tap was Coffee Run, a porter, 5.5% ABV. A coffee porter that was insanely delectable. The aroma is quite interesting and not necessarily in a solely coffee way. The smell is more like a coffee candy, and if you're familiar with nips, you'll know exactly what I mean. It's sweet and milky, along with that robust roast of Arabica goodness. It's quite interesting and immediately inviting, and a lot softer and more accessible in aroma than I think I've ever found in a coffee porter. The flavor is nice and moderate, supplying a good amount of coffee in with a roasted malt flavor with moderate characteristics of toasted bread and maybe even a touch of brown sugar. The creaminess is evident in both the flavor and the mouthfeel and has a velvet silkiness that makes the beer not only smooth as butter, but creamy as a milkshake as well. Seven Sun does a great job and is very well-renowned in the state for the beers they make, and this is a perfect indication of that. Luckily enough, it looks like I can go to Mendez Fuel on occasion and get some of the beers and a crowler to take home. And a full tank of gas. That's a nice surprise as well. Lucky's, that grocery store that has a bunch of food for really cheap and lets you walk around the store drinking beer while you shop, is growing quite a bit. And I'm not just talking about in Florida, they seem to be popping up everywhere. Only a couple months ago, I found a brand new one in Springfield, Missouri, and it was a shame that I wasn't able to bring that much packaged beer back with me. But the one thing that those stores in Missouri and elsewhere definitely cannot get is Florida beer. I'm rather partial to beer from my home state, especially when it's brewed exclusively for a place like Lucky's. Enter Saltwater Brewery, who's just released, only at Lucky's stores, Lucky's Red 185 Ale, which is a red ale, 5.6% ABV. According to Dustin Jeffers, co-founder and head of operations at Saltwater Brewery, Lucky's came to them a couple months ago talking about having a beer together. The concept was to have a beer that was flavorful, but drinkable enough that you could have it while shopping in the stores. A red ale was chosen, since the main color for Lucky's is red. A particular favorite style of Dustin's is a dry hopped red ale, something they rarely brew. Here was the perfect chance. The malt profile contains two-row, wheat, C40, tiny bit of chocolate malt for color, and Red X, which Dustin describes as a very cool malt that they use for a Belgian red over the winter. There is a bit of Columbus hops in the boil, then liberally dry hopped with Dustin's favorite Centennial hop. I love the aroma of Centennial and the citrus notes that the hop plays well with the malty profile of the beer, says Dustin. And I personally agree, as the malt has an interesting beefy quality without a lot of the sweetness that other red ales would contain. While I'm regularly a big fan of the sweeter caramel forward red ales, that would almost get in the way here. With a recipe such as this, you need to let the hops shine, especially that big centennial floral quality. And this beer brings that floral quality out to great effect in both the aroma and the taste. There's a lot of depth here, but still drinkable and easy to consume. 
And since it's Lucky's, it comes at a whoppingly huge $3 a pint. Can't go wrong there. The best part is that it currently looks like they will be brewing fresh batches every other week in smaller amounts, so it will always be fresh. It's the perfect beer for the perfect drinking and shopping experience. All right, here's the blog post I was a little concerned about. <laughs> this is about the closest I'm ever going to get to really cursing on the blog. Some breweries in Florida basically exist on collaborations, and almost every beer they release was brewed in conjunction with someone else from somewhere else, whether it be in the county or from a completely different continent. Other breweries won't touch collaborations at all, preferring to do everything themselves. I've even heard some brewers flat out question the need to do collaborations, period. Now, both are completely valid points, and sometimes collaboration beers are fun, and sometimes it's just a gimmick. Very rarely do collaborators bring anything specific to the brewing. St. Somewhere, however, went a bit out into left field when it came to their collaboration in March of last year. They invited a whoppingly big 24 brewers from around the country, all of whom are known for their love and skill at making farmhouse ales. In the state of Florida, this includes Seventh Son in Dunedin and Tampa, Ardwolf up at Jacksonville, Hourglass Brewing in Longwood, and Tampa Bay Brewing in the heart of Ebor. They, along with others, including the likes of Jester King and Prairie Artisan Ales, made the great trek to Tarpon Springs with either one, hops they like, two, a favorite dried herb for flavoring, or three, a bottle of one of their bottle-conditioned beers. And that third one is very important as they did not pitch any extra yeast except for what was already existing in those bottles of beer. All of that got combined into a single beer with the wonderful name of Farmhouse as... You can take it from there. It's a Farmhouse Ale, 5% ABV, 25 IBU. The beer pours a hazy dark golden to light orange color and comes with a big frothy white cap. The aroma is really interesting, slightly lemony and almost Pilsner-like. There's a bit of grass on the back end as well. Flavor-wise, it feels very much like an Imperial Wit beer. It's got a strong spice character with big notes of coriander and black pepper, but there's also a nice palette of orange and lemon qualities. It's not overly tart and very soft and subtle in a lot of its qualities. This is a surprisingly calm beer for as complex and complicated as it was. I was happy to try the beer, but a little sad to know a beer, it's a beer the likes of which I probably won't see again, especially with that name. And I will say for the record that Bob Sylvester from St. Somewhere has been liberally posting pictures of the brewers coming back to do a 2019 edition of the said beer. And yes, the beer's name has not been changed, so we'll see if I get a bottle of the new version. I really want to be able to start off this blog post saying something erudite and mature about Jason Pennington from the KVJ show on 97.9 WRMF, but his current hobby involves taking pictures of himself wearing nothing but a slice of pizza. It's on Instagram. I don't recommend that you check it out. And that's how we're going to start a blog post about Full Gorilla. Now, it's been a while since the KVJ show has been doing partnerships with a local brewery for each personality on the show to have their own beer. 
It recently got reignited with a big deal with Due South Brewing, and they started the series up again with a dank piece of IPA called Peace Train for their weed-loving producer Denny's. When I was in the middle of helping to organize the recent jam with the fam concert in Coral Springs uh, several weeks ago, it was Peace Train that I was expecting to get. But as luck in the timetable would have it, Peace Train ended up disappearing, and we got a small keg of Full Gorilla, an Imperial Red Ale coming in at 9% ABV, less than a week after it was released to the public. If you know anything about Jason, this really is a perfect beer for him. He tends to want his ABV as high as his producer, <laughs> leading for some rather amusing conversations on the After the Show podcast that the radio show does every weekday. As an Imperial Red Ale, this is no exception. It comes in at a heady 9% and is very nicely balanced combination of biscuity, slightly caramel, sweet malt, and a very earthy, herbal-forward hop list. It's got a wonderfully deep rust color and goes down with a luxuriously velvety mouthfeel. It may actually go down a little too easily as this is a beer you don't feel coming. This is definitely one of the top beers at the event and I noticed quite a few people, obviously including Jason himself, enjoying quite a few glasses from the keg. And if you're interested to see what he looks like with his clothes on, head to our Instagram at Florida Beer Blog. We've got a picture of him there. Even if you're not a fan of the show, it's a wonderfully fun beer packed full of flavor and immense drinkability for as complex as it is. And trust me, it's a lot more enjoyable than seeing its inspiration splayed almost nude except for a huge slice of extra large pizza right where the sun doesn't shine. So hopefully that last blog post did not creep anybody out. That is it for the Sparge for this couple of weeks. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, please drop me a line. Let me know. You can find us at floridabeerblog at gmail.com. We're on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Florida Beer Blog. You can find us on Facebook at FL Beer Blog. We are still taking submissions for a giveaway with Southwest Florida Ale Trail. We've got a couple of passports from them. And all you have to do is to like and subscribe to this podcast on the podcasting app of your choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Anchor, anywhere that you can think of. We're probably there now. And all you got to do is like us, subscribe, take a screenshot, and post it to any of our social media, tagging us in the picture. And we will select two winners from that contest. If you're interested in the official Florida Beer Blog t-shirt, you can find that at eolaapparel.com got some great stuff on that site and if you use the code flabeerguy18 you'll get 10% off thank you very much for listening let us know what you think and drink Florida Craft <laughs>